Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In with your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week, we're chatting about long-distance friendships. Stay tuned. Hi. Hello. What's up, Megan? Oh, not too much. I have been trying to purchase pants. Oh, dear. And it's a journey, let Uh. me tell you. I I think the I think the proper word here would be an odyssey actually. I'm not sure journey even encompasses. Uh, I have not embarked too far on it, so it has not reached odyssey point yet. Um basically could get there though. It could get there. Basically most of my pants, most of my jeans are skinny jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, which I have realized in my old age, do not make me feel good about myself. Yeah, let's be clear that this is not <laughs> this is not spurred on by you being like, oh my gosh, the youths say that skinny jeans aren't in anymore. This is you being like, I don't think my jeans are that comfortable. I think I want some different ones. Yes. Um, and I will also preface that or add on to that by saying that when skinny jeans happened. When they began happening, I resisted for a very long time <laughs> because I thought they were stupid. And then Stitch Fix kept sending me skinny jeans, and they did all fit. And there was a very, <laughs> there really was a period of time where that's basically all you could find. It's true. It's really all you could find. So I have decided that I need to go back to straight leg jeans because that's who I am. I am short. I am somewhat curvy in a weird way. I have short legs and short arms and a long torso. It's a whole mess. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. But I went to go buy jeans today. And this is one downside of now living here is that there are fewer stores. Yes, this is true. In which to purchase jeans. Uh And the only jeans they had at the store were skinny, boot cut, and slim, which is slightly less tight than skinny. I'm concerned that boot cut was an option. I am very concerned about the resurgence of boot cut jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who is still wearing boots, <laughs> first of all. There's a there's a place for I guess there's a place for boot cut jeans, but Bloomington, Illinois, is not it. No, uh, uh, no, it's not. (laughs) It is not. No. Mm -mm. Negative. So I don't know. I have a pair of jeans. They fit. You sound thrilled. I. I might buy some online and ship whatever ones I don't like back, but also... That's what I've been doing. I just go on (sighs) Levi's and I... Yeah. And I actually pull out the tape measure and I measure. And that usually does pretty well. I can usually figure out what size I need based on my measurements or whatever. But yeah, I'll like buy a few and then just return whatever doesn't work from Levi's because we don't have like a Levi's store here. Yeah. My other problem is that I don't want to spend a ton of money on them. 
Right. Yes. Um, I want jeans to last a long time, but I also don't want to spend a lot of money on them because I might hate them. <laughs> right. Because so. you might you might be like, okay, these are fine. I'm going to keep these. And then you wear them twice and you're like, fuck these jeans. I hate these jeans. Right. Because part of the problem with the skinny jeans that I have is that you wear them, you can wear them twice and then you absolutely have to wash them because they are now down halfway your butt. And you have to just yank them up all day long. Yes. This and is I don't appreciate that. I, oh. I guess I like the stretch factor when you're putting them on. <laughs> but throughout the day, it it's not so a benefit. Well. Do you know what I no. just discovered? This is kind of interesting. I just went on the Levi's website for shits and gigs. Uh, and they have a whole secondhand section. That yeah. is pretty cool. I did not know that. Really Maybe I can get secondhand jeans are awesome because they're already broken in. Right. They've got so. like a whole they got like a whole thing going here. So I don't know. Can you send those ones back though? Oh, that I don't know. <laughs> I cannot help you there, but <laughs> I need to be I, I hate that the the pandemic has turned us all into the kinds of people that you have to buy five hundred dollars worth of clothes. And then send back all but a hundred dollars worth, <laughs> because it's how the only way we can find things that fit. Yeah, it's fine. Everything is. Also, it would have been smart for us to maybe go pant shopping for you when we were actually in Chicago three days ago. But I thought about it, but then I thought that sounded not fun. I mean, it sounded a lot less fun than going to the Art Institute and eating food. Taking naps. And taking naps and stuff, (laughs) which is what we did, which was so delightful. So, I mean, you're not wrong. I do normally like shopping. If I'm, you know, I don't know. I I like shopping a lot of the times. If I'm in the mood. If I'm in the mood. And I think just the past year has kind of broken me of all things I used to take joy from. So, Well, and... It was your first time away from the people that you live with. And I've been away from mine like one other time. But it was your first time away from the people that you live with. So just sort of like not (laughs) doing anything (laughs) was definitely a nice thing for you to partake in. Yes. I don't blame you (laughs) for just being like, let's not do a whole lot. Also, trying to vacation. trying to try on clothes probably would have just it would have been a thing. It could have been interesting. It would have probably just made me super grumpy. So <laughs> it was better to be not so grumpy. That's right. <laughs> it's fine. Everything is good. <laughs> so Megan, we used to be long distance friends. And now we hate each other. And now we hate each other. <laughs> We just spent we just spent two and a half days together and we're perfectly fine. So I think that we're I think we're doing well. Uh, so we used to be long distance friends. We are no longer long distance friends. But for the first I don't know f- however long uh, we've known each other for a while now. I don't even know how long we've known each other, so I can't. Do I can't the math even. Here. Yeah, I can't even do the math. But we're gonna, we're gonna say it's a it's probably been a minimum of five years. We'll say a minimum of five years. For the first minimum of five years of our friendship, (laughs) we were long-distance friends. And we both have a lot of long-distance friends. And so 
we thought we'd talk about long distance friendships today because I think people talk a lot about long distance relationships, like romantic relationships, but I don't think as many people talk about long distance friendships. Which I think is really interesting because pretty much every adult has long distance friends. Right. Because you go to high school with people and you might keep in touch with some of them. And then if you go to college, you probably keep in touch with some of the people you went to college with. Mm -hmm. And unless you went to a very small school where you all weirdly stayed in the same city, Mm -hmm. you have long distance friends. Yeah. And so more people have long distance friendships and more long distance friendships, presumably, than long distance romantic relationships. But mm-hmm. I don't think people talk about nurturing those relationships, those friendships, as much as they're like, oh, here's how you maintain a long distance romantic relationship. Yeah, I don't think they do. Uh, we've talked about friendships in general before and how to keep a friendship going. But we wanted to cover a little bit how those long distance friendships are slightly different and maybe need different kinds of care. Yeah. You know, as I was thinking about it, I was thinking how I think when you're young, the idea of long distance friendship is super scary. Um, mm-hmm. Especially like as you're coming out of high school and if you go to college, as you're like graduating from college and you're kind of coming out of those that uh, that youth bubble um the that bubble of proximity where you naturally have these friendships based on people you've gone to school with or people you've grown up with or just people that you have been in proximity to for a really long time especially if you're the kind of person that like didn't really move when you were younger um maybe you've lived in the same place your whole life um And so I think a lot of people, when they graduate, whatever level it is, and their friend groups start to disseminate across the country or sometimes across the world, I think there's this, like, panic. Like, oh my gosh, my friends are moving away. This is the worst thing ever. And as you get older, I think more of your relationships are long distance. And it's a little less freaky. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I I was the person, not the only person, but I was one of the people at my school where I, I lived in the same town my entire life. So I knew a lot of the kids that I, I graduated with from, you know, age five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I moved out of state to go to college. And not many people in my class went out of state to go to college. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of, I was, it was kind of a big deal. And I think a lot of people felt like I was abandoning them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're talking to someone who very specifically went to a college that none, no one else in her high school class went to. So, (laughs) Uh, I mean, that is one of the reasons why I went to a school out of state. I wanted to, I wanted to have some space, not, not because I didn't like people from my school, but I just... I wanted to see what else there was. Yes. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) But, I mean, it turns out in the end that the people that I was going to be friends with for life anyway are still friends. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't as weird, I think, in the end as, as people made it out to be. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think that because I have sort of, I sort of have two, two different groups of long distance friends now as an adult. So I have the people that I grew up with, um, or I went to to school with, high school or college with, um, and that so you know they started out as proximity friends, we'll call them. Um, and then grew to be lifelong, long distance friends. Um, and then I have this other group of people who I've never, like, I, I may never have lived close to, um, because of the internet. And yeah, the internet has really, uh, yeah, it's really changed that. I, I, it's funny because I think all, almost all of my good friends I met on the internet. It's really, it's really kind of, (laughs) it's really kind of wild when you think about it. I have, I can't remember if I've told this story or not, but one of my bridesmaids, the first time I met her online and she's a fellow blogger and the first time I met her in person, I asked her to be in our wedding. Totally normal. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like, I just already knew, like, she was a really good friend of mine and, and Alex. And, she, you know, I just knew I wanted her up there with us when we got married. And so I think it was like, I think our wedding was like the second time we'd ever seen each other in person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again, like totally normal stuff. Um, so, so okay. So let's let's talk let's talk about both groups. But let's talk about the people where you start off as friends, like because you live near each other, or you work together, or you go to school together, and then they become long distance friendships. Um, and then we can talk about the other. Um, so, Megan, do you have any thoughts on? how to like if you have a friendship that is transitioning from like you know someone close by and it's transitioning to a long distance friendship do you have any tips on how to like navigate that I think first of all you have to kind of know what kind of person you're dealing with um I am the kind of person who wants to check in on with people but mm-hmm. also I I have to get into a sort of groove where I know it's okay to check on the, in on that person because I want to check in on people and talk with them and text with them and send emails and stuff. But I also am like, I don't want to bother you. <laughs> right. I don't want to be a pest. Right. So I think taking into account, first of all, what kind of personality they have, whether or not they want to be texted every day mm-hmm. or not. Um, but checking in in general, is always, like, the first step, Mm -hmm. I think, whether it's texting or, like, I like to send note cards every once in a while, just, like, a little, hey, thinking of you thing, like, super old school, but mail's awesome, Mm -hmm. so it's, like, an extra step that people don't think of anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just doing, I think we live a lot of our lives on the internet now, but I think being that person who goes a step further from, you know, liking an Instagram post or liking a Facebook post and, like, 
actually talking to the person Mm -hmm. in some fashion, even if that's just leaving a comment or a DM or whatever, that makes a big difference. Yeah, with my like long dis like my really close long distance friends, if I see that they've posted something on Instagram or Facebook, I'm actually I'm more likely to text them about whatever they posted on the internet than I am to like <laughs> comment on it or just like like I'll probably like it too. But right. I am like quite likely to just like text them and be like, Oh, didn't know you were doing such and such or oh my gosh I did such and such yesterday too or like I don't know whatever it is right exactly I also um also think like checking in doesn't have to be like a big deal no it doesn't it can literally be like I watched this video and it made me think of you and so you just like send them the video that you saw and then you like have a good like lol over it yeah, or sometimes my friends and I, like, send each other pictures of uh, desserts at restaurants that we want to go to or bakeries and just, like, longingly stare at them together <laughs> as, though we're, as though we're there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, been known to do that a few times myself. <laughs> uh, the other thing, so, and I know, like, I, in particular, I think I have said this 300 times on the podcast before, but I think that this is where knowing your friend's, like, Enneagram type can be really helpful. Um, So, for example, um, I have a few different very, very close friends who I, I met all three of them in college, and all three of them are some of my very dearest friends. And all of them are long distance friendships. Um, so with one of them, she is a type three. And I know that like when she is like in her groove, like working, working on a project, when she was in grad school, like any of that stuff, she's just like tunnel vision in that groove. She doesn't necessarily come up for air very easily. And so we aren't necessarily like she she's not necessarily the type that does or needs just like the daily check-in or right. like the frequent uh facetimes or or phone calls or whatever like we could go a week or two without necessarily checking in with each other pick up be totally fine um and that's just her personality and, and it's not that she's neglecting me or neglecting our friendship or has decided she doesn't want to be friends or she doesn't love me anymore she doesn't get that option by the way um I do not give it to her um but it's just that like that's her personality type when she's like in her groove and work is busy that's where all of her like brain power goes um and so sometimes it has to be on me to like be like hey come up for air here's this funny thing I saw love you um versus my other two really close friends that I mentioned are both type twos And so for them, it definitely, like, they need a little bit more of the daily texts. And they're better at that stuff. And so with those two, we have a group text, all three of us, and we text each other, like, all the time, all day long, um, (laughs) every day. And, like, we'll sometimes do FaceTimes or we'll Merkle Polo back and forth. And, like, it's it's both what they need and also what they're good at. Um, And so, like... But I wouldn't say that 
my friendships with them are necessarily better than my friendship with Aaron. It's just different because of different personality types. And so I think when you can know, know some of that stuff about the person that you're in a friendship with and in any proximity, but especially long distance when you're not face to face all the time, I think that that can just really help clear up any like, oh my gosh, did you not text me because you don't love me anymore? Like, no, that's just <laughs> not how my brain works, you know, whatever that might be. Yeah, I think it also helps when it's somebody that you've known for a really long time. Obviously, newer friendships, it's harder to navigate mm-hmm. that kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, I think that, I yeah, I think that if, if you haven't been friends very long and you have to kind of go long distance, then I don't know that I necessarily have the best advice because, I mean, at that point, like, if you're going to be friends, then you're going to be friends um, and you're going to make it work, right? And I mean, that goes for however long you've known someone, but um I do think that the longer you've known someone, like going long distance can all can sometimes go almost be a little easier just because you understand each other. And yeah, I think it gets easier the longer you know them. And I'm just thinking back to when I became friends with a lot of these people on the Internet. Um, It wasn't like we were talking every day Mm -hmm. kind of thing. It was more. I don't know. I guess that's back when, you know, Twitter was not weird <laughs> like it is now. And we all like read each other's websites and we yes. just kind of had conversations out in the open. Yes. I guess like it was a big group chat sort of situation almost. Yeah. Well, Julia I and I, Julia, my friend that was in our wedding, she and I like became friends because this was back in the dark ages of blogging when you actually like commented on each other's posts and website and so that's actually how we became friends I think because we both like commented something like borderline inappropriate on each other's like websites and we both found the other person (laughs) completely hysterical um and we were like yeah I want to be friends with this person and then you know it like kind of morphed into like emailing and then texting and like you know I mean essentially just how any relationship does Um, right but yeah like some of my friends, I have a few few blogger friends that I've been friends with for a long time where, like, that's how it started. My friend Steph, she is someone who I met over the internet and then realized, this is when I lived up in the Chicago area, that she was also up there and we got to meet in person. It was like a little friend blind date. Um, and then we got to be, like, real life in person friends. Um so yeah, it was it was a very different time. We just it really was. had conversations out in the open because I think now I have a few friends that I've made more recently, um, particularly over Instagram, and most of those friendships have been sparked through direct messages, um, like where. I follow them and or they follow me and like we've replied to each other's like Instagram stories and obviously that goes to direct message um and it's been a little less over like the comment section or whatever um yeah so it's it's a little a little more like in private I guess um so that is kind of an interesting point how 
how uh, <laughs> the way the internet works has changed how some of those friendships even gets get started. Yeah, I can't even imagine it. I don't. I feel like I wouldn't even be able to start a friendship over the internet now. Really, <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's so weird. It's the same thing with people. People talk about online dating. Like I've made all these friends on the internet, but I'm like online dating. Oh, oh, so, so scary. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you've been you've been with the same dude since the dark ages, so you it's know true. it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, it is definitely it's definitely interesting, and I think that you know the one of the things that I think does has kind of helped in making some of those friendships is that we have so many ways to connect with people who have similar interests Mm -hmm. um whether it be like facebook groups or you know instagram or there's all these other apps that i don't even use that i think i don't discord is that a thing i don't know clubhouse is that a thing i don't fucking know (laughs) i i know people talk about them and they're on them and they use them i don't really understand how um but, you know, I know that they, they give spaces for people that have shared interests. Um, I know, like, I'm in some Facebook groups where people have become friends because they, like, teamed up against, like, these trolls together. <laughs> <laughs> or they were just, like, responding to, like, dumb mansplainers. And then they were like, you're cool. You're cool, too. Let's be friends. Um, so, I don't know. It's a It's sort of the like it's sort of the wild west out there in terms of meeting people and becoming friends but for me I feel like the friendships that I've made that started out long distance in some ways have almost been uh I guess easier to maintain they're just different to maintain because they've always been long distance I think there's less expectations then yeah like even if you're really good friends it's just more like it just it just feels like less pressure. Yeah. I would say yeah, I would say that's accurate. And I mean it is really fun when you meet someone in real life that you've gotten to know like over the internet and like you get they come visit or you meet up somewhere, or you go to a conference together. Um that is super fun. I, I have also had instances where I've met someone in real life and then that friendship did not continue (laughs) like it just was not a good experience um so same same yeah Yeah. that's it that is a very interesting thing to have because you figure out that they are not who not that they were catfishing you um I'm not like I'm not like oh I was being catfished um but just that the person the persona that they were putting on is not exactly uh, does not exactly align with maybe who they really are at their heart. So I feel like you talk about different things when your friendships are online. Yeah. And when you are meeting people in person, whether it's for the first time or you just are spending a little bit more time with them than you usually have, there's like that moment where they kind of I don't know if it's that you feel comfortable or it's just, you know, when you let your guard down mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, now I can just be myself. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, I don't like that person. 
My, uh, my, <laughs> this is gonna sound so weird. Anyone who knows me in real life knows that this is me, though. Uh, my, I feel like my barometer for how good of a real life friendship I'm gonna have is if, even before meeting this person and getting that, like, physical, like, just level of comfort with them, like, can we talk about poop? Can we talk about bodily <laughs> functions? Like, are we are we that kind of friend? If we are, then we're probably going to be fine when we meet each other in person. Like, if all of those walls have just come down, then we're probably going to be just fine. I mean, because let's face it, poop is a big part of your life. It, I, I have ulcerative colitis, guys. I have a pooping disease. Like, it's if just... If you can't talk about poop with people, then, like, where what kind they're going to miss out on a lot of your life. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh, pretty much. So, you know, it's important stuff and I I got to like vet you. You know? You got to you got to be comfortable with the weirdness. So, and honestly, it's 2021. Women, you can talk about poop. You can. Like, we all poop. Everybody poops. We all poop. I I used to work for this lady who insisted on absolutely never farting or pooping. When her boyfriend was over, and I was like, "That's not real life." That seems I'm sorry. exhausting. What do you What do you do? What if like, you marry do you, that person? If you're <laughs> at what point does at what point does the 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 curtain come down? If he spends the night, you know you're farting in your sleep. It just happens. It just happens. Like, also, like, what if you just what if you eat something that upsets your tummy, like girlfriends? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. That's weird. Um, that was a tangent. <laughs> so if you're friends with me, we've probably talked about poop before. It's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> if, even if before I've met you, like, what's our level of comfort with each other? Like, I have a couple of friends that I've never met in person, but, like, I know we'll be just fine because of the types of conversations that we have via text. Like, it'll be <laughs> totally cool i know that i can meet them they can meet my weird husband we can let our freak flags fly everything will be totally cool um so yeah i don't know it is that is always but it is an interesting transition to go from like okay we are internet friends and then like i think we're real life friends now yeah crossing crossing that border it's like a weird it's, it's like unspoken. Mm-hmm. I think it just kind of happens. Because mm-hmm. yeah, obviously you're not going to be, it's not like kindergarten where you're like, do you want to play with toys and now we're friends? Said, yeah. <laughs> here's my half of the best friend charm and here's your half of the best friend charm. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just one day you realize like, hey, I text this person in, you know, a lot or we've talked on the phone a lot or we send a lot of voice messages or like whatever it is. Um hey, I go to them when XYZ happens. I don't know. It just sort of magically one day there it is. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I do, but I do find like, like I said, I, I don't know that they're it, they're easier to maintain. I think it's just different. It's, it's just a different set of expectations. It's a different set of almost rules in some ways. Um you know, because also, like, if you, let's say you've grown up with someone and you're really good, you were really good friends with them in school or whatever, and you're, like, from the same area, like, if you're both home over Christmas, 
some there could be a lot of expectations like unspoken expectations of like oh I have to meet up and see you and if I can't make time for you I'm gonna hurt your feelings and like you know oh, like- I feel I feel guilty enough whenever we would go to the Twin Cities and not see all the people yeah from college or from like people I knew from work or like anything I was like I don't have I don't have time to see all of you and I feel really bad about exactly it. exactly there's like this guilt factor and you're like oh my gosh am I gonna hurt their feelings or if you see if you're able to meet up with one person and you're not able to meet up with the other and you feel like you have to like meet up with the person in secret not talk about it not let anybody know because you don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings like I, right I, there you like start to net like that gets kind of weird to navigate and so I think like I think that also helps when you can just have that kind of friendship where you can be like, hey, I'm coming to town. I'm only going to be in town for 48 hours. I'm totally booked. It's for work. You're going to see it that I see on like Instagram that I was in town. I promise I'm not ignoring you. I promise I'm going (laughs) to see you next time I'm in town. Like when I've been in Chicago for work, sometimes I just have to like shoot my friend a text and be like, I'm in Chicago. I'm super slammed for work. I know you're super slammed. We're not going to be able to see each other. I'm just, we're just acknowledging it now. And I promise I'll come back in like two months and actually spend time with you. Like sometimes you just have to straight out say it instead of dancing around it. Like, oh, well, uh, uh. Right. Because if you're really good friends, you can be like, I'm so sorry. It was a super quick trip. I was super busy for work. I wasn't able to see you, but I promise I'll see you soon. And they're like, not going to be like really mad about it right well also we're adults and so in theory people shouldn't be mad about it anyway yeah but also like we've all been in that situation yes there's it's not like you've experienced this thing in a silo no one else has ever been to a city where they can't visit their friends we've all had that happen exactly and we've all felt bad and it, we shouldn't really feel bad about it because it's not something we can control. Yes. Um, so we need to stop saying sorry for things all the time. Yes. And, <laughs> and if someone is, like, majorly guilting you about it, like, are they are they as good of a friend as you think that they are? Oof. Are they taking more than they're giving? That is a good, a good reminder. I also want to add, I just saw... One of my friends on Twitter the other day, maybe it was today, yesterday, I don't remember. What are days? <laughs> they they posted, do you think you're a good friend? And most of the people said no. And they all gave reasons why they didn't think that they were good friends. And I think it's a really good reminder of so most of them said they're not good friends right now because they just don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to be the person that reaches out, to be the person that, that sends an email. Mm-hmm. And I felt that so hard. Yes. Because the year has been really hard and we just all dealt with a lot. And I think while we're talking about these long-distance friendships, I think it's good to remember that there might be people that kind of might have fallen by the wayside in the past year. Mm -hmm. That it's not that we don't care about them. Mm -hmm. It's just that we literally can't do anything else right Mm -hmm. now. 
So, so that was it was really good to read that everyone else was feeling the same way, basically. Yeah, I was having, I had a very similar conversation, not exactly the same, but a very similar conversation with my therapist not too long ago. Um, And that like, you have to sometimes give yourself grace in that. um, Because I think, I think there are times, pandemic aside, let's pretend it's the before times, um, pandemic aside, there are times when, and we talked about this in our friend, regular friendship episode, but it, it, it bears repeating, that there are times that you are going to need to have people be the ones reaching out to you, and there are going to be times when you have the capacity to be the one reaching out, mm-hmm. um, where you have the capacity to give more versus when you need to be taken care of more. Um and if you're in a season where, like, you need to be taken care of more, like, you have to give yourself grace and know that, like, that will pass. And at some point, it'll switch. And your friend is going to be the one who needs to be taken care of more. And you are going to be the caretaker a little bit more. Um And I think that right now, like, everybody's just sort of in the same boat. And so I think we do all, we, I don't think that we're all bad friends. Right. I think that we just all are burnt out and that we need to just give ourselves some grace, which is hard. I'm not, I mean, I'm like the worst at it. (laughs) (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. Um... And just know that, like, the people that are really going to be in your life are still going to be there when you have the capacity to come up for air and reach out again. Yeah. I think that pertains, I think that pertains to anyone who's, if whether it's long distance or not. Um, But I think it's just a good reminder that while a lot of people think that they, they talk about how friendship works both ways and it's 50-50, two-way street, blah, 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 all those platitude things. Mm-hmm. And it, that may be true, but it's not it's not a two-way street at the same time. Yeah, it's like an average of 50-50. Right. So, like, sometimes it's going to be 20-80 either way. Mm-hmm. And in theory, over time, it's averaging out to be equal right sometimes it'll sometimes yeah there i think there will be there are times where it is you know it is equal it is 50 50 but i think most of the time you know it's 60 40 or it's 30 70 and now i'm just showing off that i can do math Um, (laughs) but i think i think in the ideal it averages out to be that 50-50, but it's not going to be 50-50 every single day. Yeah. It just can't. I mean, you know, when when I lost my mom, I was, like, at, functioning at a 2%. <laughs> and all of my friends had to be at 98% to take care of me. And they did. And since then, they have, you know, my friends have had moments where I have had to be the one carrying them they I have picked them up they picked me up at one point and then I pick them up later 
It's just how friendships work. Indeed. And I think that, I think another thing about long distance friends too is like, sometimes people come to our minds for a reason. And if you're thinking about somebody, just check in on them. Like it takes very little time to send a text. Um, And again, like we said before, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be initiating like an hours long conversation. Um, but you can just be like, hey, was thinking of you. Hey, love you. Hey, here's a funny TikTok. Hey, here's a funny Instagram post. Hey, here's a picture of Chris Evans. <laughs> Shirtless, preferably. I don't know, like whatever it is that maybe they haven't had the capacity to reach out, but they will appreciate hearing from you. Yeah. Obviously, we can only speak to female friendships in I general. Have no, I have absolutely no idea about male I don't, friendships. I don't. I Bob, we Bob has male friends, long distance. Uh, I don't know if how he talks to them. <laughs> <laughs> the, our friends in Austin, he has a Slack channel with them, but he's got his his best friend from high school. I don't. They talk like. I don't even know, once a year maybe? <laughs> and they just get on the phone and they just like shout at each other. Yes. Um, happily shouting, but yes, they don't. It's, it's like a relationship where you don't, there are certain certain long distance relationships where you don't check in necessarily. Yeah. But there'll be times where you just like, you just get together and you just kind of pick up where you left off. Yeah, Alex. And you like, don't feel the need to like catch up. You just kind of like, Okay, we're going to go out for a beer. Yeah, every now and again, I'll be like, it'll be like 10 o'clock at night, and I'll hear Alex talking on the phone, like randomly, and (laughs) it's almost always his best friend, Parker, who he met because they worked together, and then Parker moved out to Oregon. Um, And so, like, yeah, sometimes I'll just, like, all of a sudden hear Alex, like, talking on the phone downstairs at, like, 10 o'clock. And that, and are you like, like it's a ghost there's a yeah, ghost in well, the house <laughs> it always freaks it always freaks Anya out of course because she's a dummy but um I'm always like oh there he goes Betty's talking to Parker and he'll be like oh yeah just we just called up just shoot the shit and, you know mm-hmm. just pick up right where you know right where they left off so again I think that that's it's a thing about not just knowing, understanding your own personality, but understanding the personalities of your friends and just kind of knowing, like, being able to read that room, being able to know this is these are some of the things that they're going to need from me and that they're able to give. And, like, how do we balance that? Yeah. Again, just like any relationship. It's so hard. Yeah, you know, I think it's so interesting because, and I, and I think, I think they talked about this in in Big Friendship, um, but like we put so much, we talk so much about nurturing romantic relationships, and we talk so little about nurturing friendships. Yeah, I think a lot of people, it, it's interesting because I think. A lot of people just kind of take friendships for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Which is funny to me because I definitely, you know, there's people that I'm not friends with anymore and people that I've reconnected with over years and Mm -hmm. friendships do change. And so Mm -hmm. you're not necessarily going to be the friends with people that you were friends with before. And so they do take work. Yeah, they do. And, and again, like at any given time, you are most likely, hopefully, in one romantic relationship at a time. <laughs> and we're not judging. We're not judging, but. but hopefully you're just in one. And, or if you are in multiple, that it is a mutual consensual. Decision. It yes. is a consensual thing. Yes. Um, but you most likely have multiple friendships. Right. So I don't know. I do. I, I think I'm pretty sure it was at the beginning of big friendship where they talked about that. And I was like, it was sort of this like light bulb, like, yeah, like, why don't we talk more about, you know, couples go to, and like, yes. Okay. If you're in a long-term romantic relationship with someone, you are most likely cohabitating. And so that adds a whole level of stuff and you are legally bound to this person if you get married to them and like xyz thing but at the same time you know we talk about going to couples therapy and you know nurturing your romantic relationship but we forget that friendships are as emotionally necessary to be a healthy person as our romantic relationships are and some people you know, go their entire lives and they're not in romantic relationships, but they have friendships or whatever. So all that to say, let's figure out our friends and take care of those friendships, long distance or not. Yeah. Because we need each other. We do need each other. Tell you, I'm a needy person. (laughs) I am a needy person. I try to give as much as I receive, but I am a needy person. So there it is. I will absolutely not tell you what I need. (laughs) (laughs) I will just have to guess. That's not true. I'm getting better. You are getting better. (laughs) It's fine. It's a year five and a Taurus and all of the things. Also, I thought it was very funny. We were at dinner on Sunday night out at a restaurant. And the server was like, oh, are you celebrating? And said that we were celebrating your birthday. And he's like, oh, you're a Taurus? I'm a Taurus too. And he like bonded over being stubborn Tauruses. (laughs) It was adorable. And then he brought us really good donuts for dessert. He did bring us really good donuts. They were really excellent. Okay, Megan. What brings us joy this week? Well, we've already been talking about it, but trip to Chicago. All right. First post-pandemic. Well, I guess it's not post-pandemic, but mid-pandemic? I don't know what to call it. Uh... Post-vaccinated trip. <laughs> um, we, we got the heck out of town and went to Chicago and uh, ate a bunch of food and great. took naps and 
went to the art museum, which is one of my favorite things to do because you don't talk to anyone. <laughs> and you go at your own pace and look at pretty pictures and sculptures and stuff. And it's pretty great. Yeah. I love going to museums. <laughs> yeah, I like museums too because I – like I am not – I'm not an art person. Uh, I enjoy art, but I'm not necessarily like I can just sit and stare at one piece of art for hours. Um, it's rare for that to happen for me. There are a few pieces that I really, really, really love. But for the most part, I just sort of mosey and I'll, I'll read a little bit of the description and like do things at my own pace. So I appreciate when I can like break off from the person that I'm with because undoubtedly they are going to go at a different pace and find something interesting that I do not find interesting and vice versa. So yeah, it was, it was nice. And yeah, yeah my only just... complaint is it's, it's so hard to, it's so hard to navigate the museum. Um, <laughs> you get lost. <laughs> you get lost so easily, especially now, right now they have arrows on the floor yes. that are supposed to help you. <laughs> <laughs> with the social distancing. They do not. But they don't they don't really help you with navigating the museum. No. Um and I just I just got lost multiple times because I was trying to go certain places and then parts of the museum were closed and it's fine. Also <laughs> but also they good. only had like there's only like two bathrooms in that entire in the art institute, Chicago Art Institute, and it's really annoying. So <laughs> I think there are more, but they're in other buildings. So there you'd have to walk through many. the whole museum again. There are not them. very many. I feel like we could consolidate some of these galleries. Art people are going to be so mad at me for saying this. I feel like we could consolidate some of these galleries where there's just a lot of empty space. <laughs> and we could make some extra bathrooms. That would be great. I would love it. Thank you. There's a lot of... Uh, what what's this one that I usually I almost always avoid like the uh like the 17th century Spanish portrait section <laughs> there's always too many of those there's let's a get lot rid of, of that <laughs> sorry sorry folks a lot of repeats of the, of the royalty <laughs> the royalty portraits or just or I not did even, or not even like the royalty portraits they're just like noble people not right. even kings and queens just random ass noble people and I'm like Wow, I have seen 87 noble people who I don't give a flying fuck about, but here they all are in one room. I, I did take some art history in college before I switched to archaeology, and but I did not make it to the 16th century There's artworks. There's a lot of them. I, I, when I studied abroad, I took an art history class where we went to the Prado every week and like actually saw the art that we were talking about and there was definitely a, a big like noble person portrait chunk where I was oh, like yeah. can we can we move can we move on from <laughs> uh, like well cuz first you start off with like all of the like with like El Greco and all of the Jesus portraits with the the halo i can't remember what the halo is called it has a real name anyway uh, clearly all the art history stuck with me really closely and then <laughs> and then we then we moved on to like velasquez and all of his like royalty portraits some of which were really interesting but most of which i was like another noble person on a horse neat 
And then we moved on to Goya and the black paintings, and those were actually fascinating. So, you know, you just kind of got to, you got to get through it. You got to, you got to get through (laughs) the, uh, the 16th, 17th century portraits. It's a whole thing. Anyway, it was delightful. It was delightful. We, I ordered a, I pre-ordered a cake from Sugar Goat. Yes, how was it? And brought it back with me. Um, So I will say this. I don't know that I would get it again. Okay. But it's not because it doesn't taste good. I think it's because it's kind of in the same style as like the milk bar cakes. Okay. That I don't quite understand. Like there's not enough cake. Not enough actual like cake cake. It looked like there was maybe a lot of frosting in between there's the layers. There's a lot of frosting. Um, and I'm not a frosting person. I like mm. the cake. Yes. Um, so I, <laughs> I like it. But at the same time... I kind of found myself wishing I had just had a regular cake. Oh, no. So it's fine. Um, I'm still glad I got it because I will never make... What I ordered is a, called a pancake cake. It's not made out of pancakes. It is maple flavored, basically. Um, and it's very sweet and a lot of frosting. So it was good. But I also had regrets because I they have all those cupcake flavors and the cupcakes were enormous, and I couldn't justify bringing home an entire cake right. and cookies and these gigantic, like, Texas-sized cupcakes. I mean, <laughs> they were huge. in retrospect, you probably could have gotten, like, half a dozen cupcakes and been, like, totally happy, but... I think that's what I'll do, so if I go this back will do again... will next birthday. <laughs> next time, I will just pick up some cupcakes instead of a cake because then I can have all the flavors that's really what I want that's why like we go when we go out to eat we get tapas and stuff because I just want to eat all the different things yes instead of one giant thing yes I agree with that I agree with that anyway it was delightful and I'm very glad you joined me I had so much fun um not to cheat but that was definitely my joy too and I got maybe the most I will say it was maybe the best oatmeal cookie I've ever had from Sugar Goat. It was really fucking good. It had pickled raisins, raisins, right? I know that sounds so weird and so gross, but it was so good. It just made the raisins like, first of all, they were extra plump and a little tangy. I don't know. It was so good. interesting. It wasn't like it was. It wasn't like vinegary or anything like that. Mm. They just had a little extra like tang to them, and they weren't like dried out or anything. They were super plump. Yeah, it was. A, it was really chewy. Oh yeah, it was a really good cookie. <laughs> I absolutely could recommend that cookies if anyone. And I because I love oatmeal cookies, um, so it it was my jam. And I even shared some bites with the baby, and she loved it too. She was very happy. She kept going, mmm. <laughs> so that was, it was good. It was a good weekend. It was a very good weekend. Well, next week we are also going to touch a little bit on something that we did over the weekend. <laughs> we all have to stay tuned for that. Um, but we are going to be returning to one of our favorite fun topics, musicals. And we're going to have the help of one of our favorite returning guests, our friend Caleb. Basically, we have a lot of questions about the movie Cats, but you're going to have to 
Come back next week for that. In the meantime, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcasts at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye.